I just I want to say that it's a family show. You know, um, it is. Uh, there's something for everyone there. So so if you're you know hardcore into motorcycling and you want to see some cool radical customs, that's there. If you're um, uh, if you're new to motorcycling and you're just scared to ask that first question, we have great hosts who are there. If you want to you know introduce your your nephew or um, or you're you know running a big brother program and and you're looking for you know something to do there's there's it's it's just really a great family experience and uh, um, and we definitely invite everybody out there to come come join us that was the voice of Robert Panja with the International Motorcycle Show and this is Ted your host here on the Motorcycle Man podcast and this is episode 294. In today's interview, boys and girls, we have a chat with Robert Pandya, and he's with the International Motorcycle Show. If you recall, Robert's been on the show before to tell us about some of the things he was doing, but today he's here to tell us everything that's going on with the 2020 International Motorcycle Show events. It's International Motorcycle Show Outdoors this year here in 2020, and he's going to tell us all about what we can expect at this year's events. But first, Motorcycle Men Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. They're offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. And to learn more, you can go to scorpionusa.com. And, of course, Shinko Tires. Now, they have a tire to suit your needs and riding style without breaking your bank account. So you go over to Shinko Tire USA and think of Shinko. Tell them that the motorcycle man sent you. And, of course, our friend Craig Johnson over at Wild Ass Seats. He's going to help you improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from Wild Ass Seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, you go to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. And, of course tobacco motorwear now for the best in casual riding gear for men and women there's only one place you should be going and that is tobacco motorwear i wear tobacco motorwear jeans and the california riding shirt and i couldn't be happier with either of them they're awesome fantastic stuff visit them at tobaccomotorwear.com and our listeners will get 10 percent off your order when you use that coupon code motomen now your safety is worth it so go on over there and get in dave's pants and Euclear Digital. Now, Euclear Helmet Communication Systems can enhance your rides with Euclear's DynaMesh-compatible intercom, powerful music, and crystal-clear phone calls on any road, any trail, and on any helmet. Very portable system. Now, to learn more, go to EuclearDigital.com, and you tell them that the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you on over. Now, boys and girls, Manscaped. Now, support for the Motorcycle Men podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer. That would be the Lawnmower 4.0, and you heard that right, boys and girls, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer. Now, you're going to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use that coupon code MOTOMEN at manscaped.com. Now, go over to Manscaped. Do it now. Save yourself. All right, now time for that interview with Robert Pandya. Good evening, everyone, and joining me this evening for today's uh, interview, all the way from, where are you located right now? Uh, I am in Georgetown, Texas, just north of Austin. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. Robert Pandia, and he's here to tell us all about the International Motorcycle Show Outdoors. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It's a pretty uh, exciting time in the motorcycle industry, and uh the uh, the new IMS outdoor season is a direct reflection of that. So yeah, it's it's new and exciting. I hope uh, for those who don't know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what you do? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I've been in the industry for coming on thirty years now, and and I really started as a um, uh, kind of a shop grunt, uh, sales guy, and service writer. 
I think I was the number one seller of blinker fluid on the planet for a little while. So, uh, so I did, you know, I, I did a lot of that. And then I got, um, uh, while I was working on my art degree for photography at the University of Texas, I met a gentleman named Bill Stone, who invited me to be the PR manager for Aprilia motorcycles. And um, I had a I did that for about 10 years and had uh, a little bit of concurrent overlap with uh, Moto Guzzi when uh, Ivano Beggio, the late great Ivano Beggio, had, uh, had purchased the, uh, the brand of his youth, so to speak, and um, got to be around that for a little while. Uh, and then after a decade of uh, working with Italians, I switched over to working with Americans up in Minnesota with uh, Victory Motorcycles. Uh, and then there was a three-year concurrent program with Indian motorcycles uh, along with Victory at the same time. So that was a pretty heady period there. So wow. um, peppered in the middle of that is uh, running track days for Buell motorcycles and uh, sport bike track time and and women's all women's events uh, uh, called Femmoto. And, uh, and then getting to be the spokesperson for the International Motorcycle Shows. So... Uh, so I've oh, definitely yeah. been around this tour for a long time, and this yeah. is the single most dramatic change in the in the tour. Wow, you've been like all over the map. Wow. Well, you know what? It's uh, honestly, it's I've had like two main clients for twenty years, and then I did a bunch of side hustles before that was even a thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so uh, I, I tend to keep myself busy as much as I can. Oh, and, busy is good. Uh, yeah, busy is busy is good. Help paid for this house. So. That's, <laughs> that's always important. Uh, yeah. Now, so IMS has made the big switch, and and it's obvious if it's because of the the whole COVID thing, right? And they've gone to this whole outdoors thing. So, tell us about IMS Outdoors and what they can expect this year. Well, I think probably most of your listeners know that uh, International Motorcycle Shows is like sort of the winter show series or had been sure. for 40 years. Wow. Uh, and a matter of fact, we were in the Chicago market in the same venue for four decades in a, in a row. That's Pretty crazy. incredible. Wow. And in Rosemont. And, um, and then we've been in a ton of different markets. At one point, I think we had 17 or 18 shows. Um, things dipped down as low as eight or nine during the financial crisis. Um, but really, it's it's the preeminent uh, motorcycle show series in North America. Right. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about behind the scenes was actually starting to kick off some summer shows in conjunction with uh, the Winter Show Tour. So uh, there's nothing like a global pandemic to, uh, to put the brakes and the gas at the same time. And... Um, uh, and so we had a big switch there and we went to an all out, we committed to an all outdoors series and along with the OEM partners and, uh, and our sponsors and everybody kind of knew that was the right thing to do. Uh, and we've switched from being kind of a, a series in the off season, roughly speaking, you know, mm. November through February, typically. Yeah. Uh, now we are uh, running, um, you know, July through mid-November with nine shows across the country. Yeah. Outdoors, all of them outdoors. That it's, it's totally that's totally different for for IMS to be doing this. So I have to imagine that the preparation and how IMS conducts this logistics and all that it must be a totally different uh, approach for it you know it's it's sort of the same but different and maybe the i don't know the easiest way to explain it was it would be like planning a uh, an indoor wedding or an outdoor wedding you know yeah. either way there's a whole bunch of stuff you got to <laughs> deal with but the outdoor brings in some different complications and uh weather being the and, most uh, important yeah weather's the, the biggest one but you know honestly we're we work with an enthusiast audience and yeah. um i remember doing shows specifically in in portland where it was snowing outside and we still had to have motorcycle parking so oh, wow. so um you know i think the enthusiasts um the fact that you can now jump on your motorcycle and ride out to a, a show um, and experience uh, not only the show, but get in a good ride because we're not hosting these events at, at 
It's not like we're doing it outside uh, the convention center in the parking lot. We didn't just do that. We've moved to all different venues. Yeah. Uh, there's racetracks. And uh, in Chicago, we're at a place called Gobert's Farm. Uh, in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, we're at the fairgrounds. You know, so generally, these are places that are out in the country that are that are you know, fun places to go ride to. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the thing that really fundamentally changes the show. But at the same time, we still are presenting as many of the professional attractions that, that we can and, and what we've been known for as a, as a show series for four decades now. You know, how, how did you guys go about finding the venues? That must have been a trick to start with. Hold on a second, Robert. Hold on a second. For some reason, the audio just went crazy, and I, I almost lost you there. Just, just talk for me again. Okay, I'm here. You're back. Okay, let's. Sure. we're going to do that question over again. For some stupid reason, okay. a box you know popped gonna, up and you went away. I'm just going to kill my camera. Just okay, to yeah, that's fine. Kill, here we go. All right. So go ahead and ask me that question. Uh, okay. So now the venues this year, how did you guys go about tracking these venues down i gotta tell you the 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 logistics team behind the international motorcycle shows uh and informa is the parent company but the logistics team has been roughly the same for gosh at least a decade now maybe longer and it's it's literally run by some of the most impressive uh informed powerful women in the motorcycle industry so uh, they went out, they canvassed a whole bunch of areas, um, uh, known outdoor venues for motorcycle events, right. um, things like NASCAR tracks, drag racing strips, you know, things like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, given that we're doing a motorcycle show and it's not, you know, like a drag racing event is a bunch of people coming in and kind of sitting in one spot. Right. And, you know, and watching cars go back and forth. And uh, but the motorcycle show, you know, requires motorcycle parking, car parking areas to host motorcycle demos and, and training courses and, you know, bathrooms that are acceptable, all, all that sort of stuff. So uh, so it's a lot of work. And I think they did a really great job. Um, you know, any of any of the listeners can log on to motorcycleshows.com right now and you can sort of see the different venues um, that we're at. And, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, an exciting time, uh, to join us. Uh, as far as goes for the venues, one of them in particular, like caught my attention and, and I had to throw questions at it was the venue in New York, the one yeah. that's in Brooklyn. It, it, isn't that yeah. one a little odd? Well, it is, but you know, I mean, trying to do something outside, trying to get you know, New York people to leave New York and uh, is is tough, right? Yeah. But trying to get uh, you know outside people to come in. What we've typically seen, and we've been at the Javits Center for again for decades. Yeah. But what we've typically seen is that our Friday show, we get a ton of people coming in, uh, wearing suits, literally coming from Walmart or Walmart. Uh, excuse me, Wall, uh, Street. Wall Street. Same thing, almost. <laughs> same, same difference, right? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you know, coming in from Wall Street and uh, uh, and checking out the show, uh, a lot of lot of suits and ties, and you know, and, and people like sort of clearly bugging out from the city. And then Saturday rolls around, and all of a sudden, it's a ton of suburban folks who would never come into the city on Friday at rush hour, but you know, are okay with doing it on a Saturday. So. Uh, at the uh, at the Brooklyn Army Terminal is where we're doing this. We're not doing it at the Javits Center. And um, the Brooklyn Army Terminal is a nice, you know, it's a big venue. Um, we are we are somewhat limited in what we can do demo wise, but right. we are going to have our uh, our training uh, and um, and all that other sort of uh, um, activity uh, there. And um, that's going to be a different venue, but but. Again, really looking forward to that one, uh, you know, given the time of the year and if there's something to do. Sure. Did any of the other venues uh, offer the similar challenges? You know what? Each one is different. Um, and so so things like demo routes. Um, gosh, in Sonoma, we had 350 total demo bikes that you could ride. Wow. And yeah. And so so you can imagine 350 motorcycles coming in and out. 
um, is uh, uh, that, that's logistics in and of itself. Um, and so each of the venues requires its own thing. But I think what's exciting about that is each of the venues sort of takes on the local flavor and will feel familiar to the people, you know, coming in to visit. All right. Now, aside from being outdoors this year, what's new at the 2021 events? The main thing that's new across the bulk of the uh, uh, of the uh, show series is um, a huge expansion in demo rides from OEMs. Um, So, you know, in Sonoma, we had Suzuki and Yamaha. KTM was out there. Zero had a whole bunch of motorcycles out there. And um, uh, both Harley Davidson traditional gas bikes and uh, the Livewire brand were out there. Um, so, you know, a, a ton of opportunity to ride is, is a big, big part of the new show. Uh, we still have the vendor areas. We still have, um, you know, uh, uh, experiential management, which is the stuff that I'm largely in charge of at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we've also expanded to include the MIC Ride With Us program. Right. Uh, and uh, Ride With Us is essentially it's like sort of clutch 101 um, and then if you st- take a step back from that is discover the ride and discover the ride is art is the show series of programs. And those are the speed limited zero motorcycles. They can only go like 11 miles an hour and they accelerate really slowly. So you can't really sort of whiskey throttle the bikes, right. but it's a full size real motorcycle. Um, it's just limited for training and then taking a step down from that we've had uh well in sonoma husqvarna was there with their electric uh mini bikes uh and then one step wider in the funnel is we get to strider balance bikes where we literally saw you know three and four year old kids uh getting on balance bikes for the first time and learning how to ride and balance on two wheels so so, you know, it's not the kind of thing where you just come in and you look at pretty motorcycles behind a rope and, you know, and there's some security <laughs> yeah. guy browbeating you for wanting to touch it. Yeah. This is this is as interactive a family show as we could possibly make it. Um, and that's that's a key part for what IMS is all about. Wow. Great. Keeping with the demo rides briefly. Uh, now, you got the you got the, of course, you got the street demo rides for the street bikes, but you're also offering the side by side demo rides. That's something new, isn't it? It is something new. That's not going to be in all the markets, but uh, in Sonoma, for instance, Kawasaki was there with the Terex program, and uh, it wasn't a pro drive thing where they're like someone drove you around, like you know you're getting whipped around in an aggressive golf cart or something like that. I mean, you literally got to drive your own unit, and um, uh, and given that venue, you know, is on on a big hill. Sure. Um, there was a great little off road track that kind of you know, bombed up the hill and, you know, and took some trails and some bumpy, you know, sections and stuff like that. You really got a chance to feel that thing. So, so a little bit like motorcycling, the, the side-by-side market has, has grown, um, quite a bit, um, because the typical unit has four seats. So it's a, it's a family activity. Now, did you see a lot of people in Sonoma? We'll speak there for a second. Did you see a lot of people gravitating toward the electric bikes? You know what? Uh, there's a huge curiosity of electric bikes. And I, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm biased. I, I bought my own Zero FX motorcycle. Right. I liked it so much that I customized it and, and like really, really made it my own. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I, I have a bunch of different motorcycles, but the Zero is the bike that I turn on the most. It's not the one I put the most miles on. So, um, Long story short, there's a huge interest in electric motorcycles and commuting is in using it as a, as a second tool to, you know, buzz around town. The uh, no pun intended there, but the um, uh, that, um, uh, you know, the fact that you're sitting on a, a two wheeled conveyance that's incredibly quick and snappy, but quiet. And then there's no heat coming off of you off of the bike. You're not sweating your brains out. I mean, it's really just a, it's a different experience. And, um, and it's one that there's a lot of curiosity around. And uh, uh, I, am a, I am a Zero fan, but boy, I tell you what, that new Livewire is, you just, you see the quality in yeah. that bike. You see the attention yeah. to detail. It's a really uh, neat looking machine. And, you know. and 
I'm usually busy during show hours, so it's hard to sneak away for a demo ride myself. Yeah. But hopefully I'll be able to bend some elbows over at Livewireville and get a chance to <laughs> demo one outside of show hours. I had uh, two opportunities to ride Livewire for an extended period of time, all two, all day, two twice all day. And um, it's it's super impressive. I, I, I want one in the worst way. I just can't afford it. But um, I have to imagine, though, that a lot of people are going to be gravitating toward these demo rides, but I don't see everybody getting their opportunity to ride. Uh, so how is how are the uh, vendors handling that? Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, the ride opportunities are, are pretty, pretty broad. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's again, I'm going to go back to like each show is going to have its own individual flavor vendors. Right. Um they've got to step up their game on these outside shows, you know, sure. to, to get, to get the attention and to, you know, and to create, uh, you know, a reason to buy and, a, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. So, uh, so we're seeing some vendors really step up and do some, some interesting things. Moscow Moto in, for instance, has a whole new big um, display and, and demo rig. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. And so, um, so you know everybody sort of tweaks their program a little bit, yeah. uh, unique to their own brand, and and fits it in with the show. You know, I think it's one of the things that uh, I've come. If there was complaints, I heard anything about IMS was that, uh, like, for speaking particularly of New York, that here we are having this, uh, you know, this motorcycle show in December. And you obviously can't do any demo rides in December because it's just too damn cold. Well, honestly, you, know? <laughs> you can't do any demo rides in New York anyway. No, just, you can't. You know, could you imagine having that conversation with your insurance agent? You know, yeah, no, yeah, that's. Not I, I wouldn't. Happen. I wouldn't want to be that guy. But no. uh, you know, I mean, that said, you know, we had like one of our highest attended shows that we did in the in the winter season was in Cleveland, Ohio, and really? it was often yeah, it was oftentimes in like January or February or something like that. It was freaking freezing, man. Yeah. But what else are you going to do around motorcycling <laughs> exactly. in the middle of the winter? And it was right. like, and we literally would have like the like the Goldwing Club traditionally would get together at the show, and they would yeah. sort essentially like reunite indoors. And I mean, that's that's a pretty cool thing, you know. Yeah. And um, so you know, again, you know, we're we're in summer season. There's a plenty of other distractions. Sure. There's other things to go do. And our goal with this show, because it's not going to change, we're not going to go back to an indoor series. Um, so uh -huh. our, our goal with this show is to um, is to really create that summer tour series that is that sort of call to action and and for it to become, you know, essentially this touring rally kind of thing. And uh, but with all the professional you know, presentation you expect out of IMS. Right. Uh, up to this point right now, uh, here we are at the end of July. Have there been, there's been a couple shows already, haven't there? Uh, no, we've just done Sonoma. Okay. Uh, you know, it, yes, that's, yeah, that's, the that's only the only one we've done so far. Um, the bulk of the industry is going to Sturgis, you know, in the next <laughs> few days, yeah. at least on the American side of things. And, um, but, uh, uh, after that is, uh, Chicago and then we have a week off and then we go to New York city and then Carlisle, Pennsylvania, right. and then we have a little time off and we go to Dallas and we go to Orlando, uh, and, uh, Atlanta. Oh, I'm forgetting one. Nashville. So we yeah. have Dallas, yeah. Nashville, Orlando, Atlanta. So, uh, and then mid-November we shoot back out to Southern California. So, right. so this truly is, uh, you know, the most important national show series going. Yeah. Now, in Sonoma, and I realize you've never, guys have never been there before with the show. But, no, that well, that's we've never been into Sonoma. That's right, true. Right. Um, a lot of the enthusiasts within our company have have certainly been to that venue a few times for, you know, the old superbike races sure. and you know and, yeah. and things like that. I actually have run track days, you know, a couple of different track days. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, out of that venue, uh, and then we were in Sacramento in 2015, and then we had. Uh, we had shows down in San Jose for quite a while. Um, and uh, so, you know, the, the email list from back then was probably pretty dated. But um, <laughs> uh, and it is a bit of a challenge sometimes to get people, you know, to come out of the city up into the country. But, you know, honestly, if you want to ride a motorcycle, in, uh, you know, outside of San Francisco, cruising around Napa Valley is pretty sweet. I, so. I bet it is. 
I, I guess based on because now you've moved it to summer, the summer season in warmer weather. I, I, I guess you're prepared for some better attendance. Yeah, you know, it's it's really and this is this is why I appreciate interviews like this, because it's really on us as motorcycle enthusiasts to let other motorcycle enthusiasts know that, hey, we're going to this thing. Yeah. This is you know, it's that's really important. It's important for every one of the the OEMs to to push the, you know, the IMS outdoors hashtag uh, and to just help rally people around that this isn't a new series. It's just a modification of our old indoor series that people, you know, knew and, and trusted. Yeah. And so um, we're uh, 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 we're beholden to um, more than just what we could do in a, you know, in our own advertising dollars. Right. It's, yeah. a, it's important for every one of the vendors who are going to be there to email their list and say, hey, we're going to be at this new venue and, you know, come on by and and look at the new helmets or check out the new luggage or apparel right. or whatever. And um, so uh, there really is no other show series like this in, in North America. Um, and I, I truly believe that when uh, the enthusiasts understand how much motorcycling is in a relatively small space at these venues mm -hmm. uh, and that we are as interactive as you can possibly be per the venue. Right. Um, uh, I, I really think that that they're going to get behind that, but uh, but we need everyone to literally just share it to your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever, and say that you know let people know that you're coming out. Yeah, how was the attendance at Sonoma? You know, it, the I'll say first off, one of the measures that that we have is is how popular the demo rides were, and that was out of the park. Not we bad. literally oh had God, yeah. you know OEMs that were booking up their demo rides. They all do it kind of differently. Some of them book all day. Some of them are first come, first serve. But, but you know, demos were flowing all day long. Wow. As far as the total head count, uh, we were probably at about half of what we expected. So it was disappointing in that sense of, of um, you know, seeing the people there. That said, motorcycle parking absolutely did fill up uh, by, you know, later on Friday and by, uh, you know, on Saturday. Um, we have free motorcycle parking at the venue. So, um, so that, that filled up, uh, and went into overflow there. Um, and, uh, and then we had a lot of learnings out of that first event. Uh, and trust me, there was, you know, every couple, uh, I want to say every couple hours, but at least once in the morning and once in the afternoon, there was a staff download where, where those of us who could get together would, and we'd all have suggestions, do this, do that. And so, um, you know, we fully expect to to increase that. Um, I know that they've increased their their marketing spend, and then the uh, the communications to all the vendors who who participate is to again help tell the story of what IMS Outdoors is all about and invite your people. Wow! You know, the, the best thing we could do, honestly, is just as individual motorcyclists, is to bring you know one or two non-riders to the show. And yeah. honestly, we will take care of them. We'll teach them. We'll give them that good first experience riding. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then you can go around and and see the world of motorcycling, vintage bikes, custom motorcycles that are there. Yeah. And all the new OEM models, that sort of thing. Wow. So let's let's talk about some some of the things that are going on. Tell us about Adventure Out. Adventure Out addresses the the fastest growing product segment in motorcycling. Um, you know, one of the hottest product intros recently was the the Harley Davidson Pan America, yeah. and it's that adventure bike category. Um, and adventure bikes go, gosh, all the way down to there's like the Kawasaki Versus 300 that sort of fits right into that adventure category and the. The Honda, um, there's a CRF 300 that's really, it's got a rally kind of vibe to it. It's a right. really cool bike. So um, that adventure category has has grown. It's huge in Europe anyway, uh, and it has grown here in the U.S. because they truly are uh, versatile motorcycles that you can tour on, that you can go explore the gravel road. And, uh, and then there's some hardcore adventure bikes that, you know, the KTM 890 and the Yamaha T7 that, that have, you know, that seem to come straight out of competition. And I've lit I saw a T7 uh, bombing around on a local motocross track because he was getting, he was 
practicing for a rally event coming up and uh and he had full knobbies on the thing and the guy was absolutely sending it so so that adventure out specifically addresses the growth of the adventure bike category right uh, and it essentially is you know if you walk into a into a department store they don't have like random you know menswear uh, mixed in with women's wear mixed in sure with, yeah it's uh, all broken uh, up know, yeah it's all it's all in in sections so adventure out is the adv section and all we right. try and favor the vendors who speak that language we we also host seminars so the basics of uh, adventure riding how to pack where to go uh, types of bikes you might might need or or want modifications you might w- make that sort of thing, uh, even like international uh, travel uh, stories. Right. Um, so I mean that's what we do at Adventure Out, and uh, and it's a great place to kind of sit down and learn a whole lot of stuff and and really meet some of the most enthusiastic people in the industry. Now you're going to have some speakers uh, addressing the audience as well uh, during some of these uh, things, right? We do. We have. We have, and again, this changes per market. But um, you know, we'll we'll have all kinds of speakers, folks like you know Ricky Gadsden, or maybe and and uh, um, Jocelyn Snow, who's an amazing adventure rider, and uh, um, you know, uh, just sort of moto celebrities. Yeah. Some of the some of the folks aren't celebrities by name, but once you realize how good at the thing that they are, like packing. Or, or leading women's rides across the country with a Lisa Clickinger, you know. I mean, there, there really are experts out there, and uh, and and you know as well as your listeners do that motorcyclists are the, are the most welcoming community. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And so there's like there's no such thing as a dumb question. So we, you know, we love that education aspect of what we do at Adventure Out and throughout the show. Sure. Uh, Discover the Ride. Now, that's been a part of IMS for, I think, the past three or four years now. So what's new with uh, that program? Yeah, Discover the Ride is kind of my baby. And um, that, you know, the idea was I actually was visiting um, Sam at um, at Zero Motorcycles. And I was I was telling him the story about how the first time I loaded my Zero FX into my my road trip van, you know, picking it up at the dealership, I damn near shot it through the the backside of the windscreen <laughs> because I mean it had so much torque, and I kind of slipped and you know like whiskey throttled a little bit like inside the vehicle. Not not a great idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I asked him. I said, "Hey, man, you really need like a loading mode, you know, where like you can go into the Bluetooth and it can only go like a certain speed no matter what." Right. You know? And he right away he gets on the phone with one of his engineers and he's like, "Can you do that?" And the guy's like, yeah, sure. You know, if we can make it go 100 miles an hour, we can make it go one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, that's cool. And then then they loaned me a, a, a motorcycle and I'm cruising around the Redwoods up there and, you know, just kind of lost in thought. And I just realized that, you know, that if we can go one mile an hour, we can go 11 miles an hour. And that's that's a good enough speed to feel a breeze. Yeah. And we basically developed the program out of that. And IMS loved the idea. Um, and, and kudos to them. Cause again, talking to your insurance agent, Hey, sure. we're going to take unlicensed brand new riders inside this building and we're going to let them ride motorcycles for the first time. What do you think of that? You know? And so it's, <laughs> Yo, you know, that's problem. a hard sell, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. good. Oh, and then the next step is the fire marshal at, at each of these <laughs> venues. Right? right. So, um, yeah. so we've been highly successful with that program and the point of discover the ride is um, what I call experience management. It's that first uh, touch of motorcycling. And, yeah. and I will, j- just as a for instance, I think about maybe about 25% of the people that are the thousands of people who have gone through the program in the last three years, um, I had to teach how to put on a helmet. So that's wow. how that's how raw these people are. Wow. So if you think it's only motorcyclists coming to a motorcycle show, you're dead wrong. Uh, there's a lot of people who are interested in it, who are who love the lifestyle, who've seen a ton of stuff on TV or watched you and McGregor ride up Mexico right. on an electric bike or whatever, and they're like, they want to check it out. They want to see what the, see what this world is all about. And that's really a program that there's nobody in the industry. Um, even the MIC program is is more about you know, clutch control, but there's nobody in the industry that has presented as easy an experiential 
um, approach to motorcycling as what we've done with Discover the Ride. I, I challenge anybody to, to show me something that's, that's easier for that first, um, first opportunity to operate a, a real motorcycle. That's, you know, it's a great program, and I wish I had something like that two years ago when my wife and I went to Key West, and she has never, she rides with me, but she yeah. has never ridden on her own. Well, we, yeah, we have a lot of passengers that are like, yeah. all right, it's time for me to move forward, you know, and uh, <laughs> um, so we've definitely done that. And then like sort of the next step on that uh, in between our program and the MIC's Ride With Us program, which is essentially like a shortened 45 minute, like sort of clutch 101, right? For yeah. lack of a better thing. Um, in between that is uh, Yamaha and Harley Davidson each have a motorcycle that's tied down to like a, a roller stand. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like sort of, of a, like a mini dyno, right? Yeah. And um, so they can't possibly tip over. They're not going to go anywhere. And that those stands actually teach you how to engage, you know, the clutch in a safe environment and how to how to kind of row through the gears. Right. Um, which is something that you know even your your best friend who's trying to teach you how to ride is not going to own a roller stand to put the motorcycle onto right <laughs> and so uh so that's something that we can yeah. do at the show and that OEMs can do um that that you're simply not going to get anywhere else yeah. um and it allows you to progress up in those baby steps yeah to uh, to kind of get over those initial fears in motorcycling sure and it gives people like you had said people who have never even put a helmet on before gives them an opportunity to say okay what's this world like you know you know the the entire goal of discover the ride the the beginning part of that the entire goal is for is to light one brain cell mm -hmm. that says i can do this exactly if exactly. we do that, that's that's the pure measure of success for me, you know, is yeah. for someone to safely get off the bike and go like, oh, man, I can do this. Right. If we if we did that more as an industry and in more compelling ways, instead of kind of getting bored talking about new ridership, if we actually, you know, promote programs like this, expand programs like this, because, you know, I could modify the right gas motorcycle to emulate this sort of thing as well, you sure. know. And um, uh, that um, that widening of uh, access for new riders is the most compelling thing we could do to, to create more riders other than being more welcoming to women in the industry. Sure, sure. That's, that's the number one thing that we could do to, to create more riders. But yeah. uh, um, that is, you know, that's that's really what discover the ride is about and and we have put our money where our mouth is with strider balance bikes mm -hmm. um and for each of the nine venues we're going to we're actually sponsoring a local school with an all kids bike program so oh. if your listeners want to look up allkidsbike.org it's basically uh training kindergarten kids how to all kids, boys, girls, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of uh, of monetary status in their family, treating every kid equally in kindergarten, how to learn and ride and balance on on two wheels. Oh, wow. um, so if if we as an industry want to fundamentally change motorcycling in the next decade, you can imagine that if we had fifty percent of the schools in the in the country. Had a had a rack of balance bikes right next to that rack of basketballs that we all saw in grade sure. school. Yeah. Then every single kid learns how to ride and balance on two wheels and gets to you know be part of our our cycling and motorcycling community. Yeah, you wonder why dealerships don't have things like those mini uh, dinos in there with the bikes on them, or even the balance bikes for kids to come in. Well, I think a lot of dealers do sell Striders. Uh, Ryan and his team have done a great job of, of getting into dealers. And the, and the dealers see, you know, I mean, a kid gets a balance bike for one, one holiday season. And the next year, the parents are coming in and buying a, you know, a PW50, you know. For it. So, I mean, there's a direct thing. And then, you know, maybe a couple of years later, you know, mom and dad need mini bikes to keep up with the kid and get to go riding <laughs> together and that sort of stuff, right? So the, yeah. I think there's a direct correlation. And I'll give credit to Harley Davidson because they actually did develop the the roller uh, stand program. I think it was with DinoJet. And, and they put them, you know, so the dealers had to buy the hardware, but I think they put them into some of the shops. And yeah. and that's that's part of that. So, so we're getting better at that. We're not as good at that. 
at that as we could be. We of could be a not. lot better at that. Right. So. Uh, now, ride with us. Is that uh, is that is that directly associated with uh, Discover the Ride, or is this a new program? Um, it's a new program. That's the one that's put together by uh, the Motorcycle Industry Council. And uh, what Ride with Us is, it's it's sort of the you know the two steps past the um, you know the strap down motorcycle, right? And right. they have uh, they have a, they have four or five uh, smaller motorcycles. They have the you know the Kawasaki Z125. Um, they have a, I think a rebel 300 and, you know, a couple of bikes that are in that, in that, you know, sort of traditional learning bike mode and they're standard box standard motorcycles. So they'll rev up and, you know, and do all their regular thing. And what they've done is they've trimmed their curriculum, um, for the basic riding stuff right down essentially into what I call clutch 101. They might not call it that. That's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, and that is that's an intimidating place for a lot of riders is that friction zone, given how few auto, uh, you know, manual shift automobiles are sold these days. And so um, so that is a new program. They have a, a, a whole separate area where they set up and you can go in and you can sign up for that. And then they do these 45 minute classes uh, about every hour uh, and they provide uh, as we do at Discover the Ride, they provide a helmet and jacket and gloves and, and whatever and, and give you that um, sort of chaperoned first experience. Uh, you know, my first time getting on a motorcycle was on some sort of, you know, Sears Cushman mini bike kind of thing. And I'm, I went straight through a bush right into right into the house on the other side because no one told me how to slow back down. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how to go. I didn't know how to slow. So yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I still wanted to ride. And, it, you know, it's a funny story now. But that sort of thing for a lot of people is, is oh, terrifying. Really yeah. It's terrifying. And, they, yeah. you know, they don't want to get back on it again. And, and we don't. You know, the job is not everybody is a motorcyclist out there. Right. Um, but the job is for the people who are interested is to try and make it as accessible as possible. Discover the Ride does that. And um, the Ride With Us program sort of takes it to the next step within the show. That's good. Hopefully we'll get more people on that. Now, IMS Vintage yeah. seems to be gaining a lot of ground lately. And the past few shows that I've been to, it's been a big part of uh, the event. It is, it, you know, COVID played into that too because yeah. a lot of a lot of men and women like walked into their garage and they're like, "Man, I need something to do if I'm going to be stuck at home." And uh, my friend Chris Carter from Motion Pro Cables and Tools told me that his sales have been off the charts because everyone's like buying. They need replacement cables for that old, uh, you know, whatever uh, Suzuki SP250, you know, and that's been collecting dust in the garage. And um, and people are kind of buffing out their motorcycles. So at the same time, many um, collectors have been sort of dusting off their their uh, collection of bikes and, and buffing them out, making them look nice. And they want a place to show them off. Yeah. And IMS Vintage, we don't it's not just, you know, we try and um, uh, we try and get as broad a, a spectrum of bikes as we can. It's not just like, you know, pre-World War Two stuff. Um, you know, we've got a. a big broad selection of bikes and some of the uh some of the sort of iconic sport bikes that have shown up and and things like that you know every one of the shows is different again and uh uh and sometimes we have you know amazing participation from like like the norton club in dallas they're they're always solid with us and they bring some phenomenal motorcycles out so um yeah, it's it's just a uh, it's a big part of the show. It's a it's the DNA of all modern motorcycles, and so um, you know to see where you're going, you've got to understand where you came from. And, yeah, and that's what vintage bikes are all about. All right, so, what are some of the other things that are going on at the events this year? Well, we also do a custom bike show, uh, which is a big deal. Uh, actual prize money in different categories. So, um, you know, traditional V twin customs, but. There's a little bit of like sort of like the bike exophy, like sort of, you know, mo- you know, mod rods and, and scramblers and sure. things like that. So so that's a big part of it um, at the shows, because we're emphasizing, you know, the opportunity to ride in. We do have a welcome center where you can do like a gear and helmet check. So you don't have to walk around with your helmet the entire time. You know, I was going to uh, ask you about that, too. 
Yeah, yeah. So the the Christian Motorcyclist Association is a great group, and and they volunteer for that and take donations for their charity work. And um, uh, but it's a nice safe place to keep your helmet uh, and your gear. And um, uh, so we so we added that in as well. Um, some of the different venues we've got live music. There's always food, of course. Um, so it's really, you know, uh, once you roll it all up into a, hey, let's go ride somewhere, let's enjoy motorcycling for the day in the world of motorcycling, we, we really try and address everything from, you know, stuff you can buy to stuff you can ride to knowledge you can gain. Uh, and we try and do it with that, uh, that professional, uh, you know, concierge mindset that, yeah. uh, that hopefully we've been, um, we've been known to have. Right. Tell us about the well. We got the we got the stunt show, and then we yep. have the marketplace also. Uh, yep, Mar- marketplace is great. Marketplace is full of uh, uh, different brands, helmets, uh, you know, battery brands uh, like Uasa and, and brands like that that we know. Yeah. Uh, and inside the marketplace, they don't actually sell anything in the marketplace. That's just where product experts hang out. So okay. our own staff and and our contractors that we work with. They're all experienced enthusiasts, and they know their way around, um, you know, uh, uh, different types of batteries, different types of tires. You know, the the difference between a you know a Pirelli this and a and a, a Dunlop that. Right. And um, and that's that's a, it's just really a great place to like sort of tap into that product expertise. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, a, a great spot for that. Sure. Now, the stunt show, uh, in previous years, you guys had this inside, uh, especially like in New York, for example. And I always wondered, I think everybody went because they were going to see if anybody was going to take their head off on the ceiling trusses when they're doing their big jumps. Now, how, yeah. is, the, how is the stunt show going to be different uh, now that it's outdoors? All, all, you know, changes per venue. We've got, you know, there's been a, a quite a shift in sort of street stunt stuff. There's a lot of V-twins now are involved, baggers yeah. even, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so that's going to be, you know, a part of some of the shows. It's funny you tell that story about a kid taking his head off. I actually... <laughs> Uh, not really funny we story. The, I want to tell you this is a sidebar story. So <laughs> okay. this, this will be fun for, for the listeners. But we were in the Javits Center, and we were downstairs. There, those of you who have been there, yeah, upstairs well. is really huge and tall, and it, it's like you could learn how to fly a helicopter upstairs, right? Right. Downstairs, the, the ceiling's a lot lower, and uh, it's still big, but the ceiling's a lot lower. and that sort of, So we actually had a stunt show where they were jumping ramp to ramp on mini bikes, <laughs> And... Um, uh, one of the Landers boys, I can't remember which one it was, but one of the kids that was working the stunt show with us did a backflip. He actually got high enough where his back tire left a skid mark on the ceiling. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And what was, it was, it was incredible, right? And he's like, well, I guess I gave it a little too much gas that time, you know? And, and, uh, and at the end of the show, there was about, you know, like two minutes left to the end of the show on Sunday. And a facility guy comes cruising over and he had one of those scissor lift things. Right. And I thought he was coming over to, like, you know, scrape the rubber mark off of the ceiling. He puts the kid on his scissor lift, goes up and makes him autograph the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He's like, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. We need to get your signature. And so so it, was, it was a very New York kind of. Kind of moment there, and uh, uh, and really great. So so our outdoor outdoor stunt shows are going to be a little bit more free. There's not yeah. not going to be any ceilings to autograph on that, but uh, uh, but that'll be that'll be a whole lot of fun and, and another aspect of the IMS tours. Sure, and this, you know, speaking of insurance companies, right? Um, how's Progressive been helping you guys out with this? Progressive has been a fantastic sponsor. They sponsor the series. They uh, help us out with the advertising. They um, um, you know, their, their insurance customers, um, you know, learn about IMS shows and, uh, and their agents actually, uh, you know, work the show, oh, yeah. uh, or have in the past and, you know, and outreach to local customers. So, right. uh, they've been a great supporter for us. Um, and, uh, we're happy to have them, yeah. you know, uh, as the title sponsor of the tour. For sure. Right. Now I've seen JP cycles has been at the event like nearly every year. Now, are they a big player in the whole thing? Yeah, Jane P is has been uh, uh, part of it. Um, you know, a lot of different brands, a lot of different vendors in the past, and and uh, I think we're seeing a few of them like sort of 
stick their toe back in the in you know in in this show series you know as our as our covid rates go up and down yeah uh different uh brands you know particularly european brands have a different mind about oh you know, yeah about you know how are we going to do this and right. you know and, and what sort of the simple fact that we're outdoors and um well, it know, changes everything it changes everything and yeah. it, and there are so motorcyclists in general are are wanting to get out and be part of that community so they're willing to do so so uh I think that, um, uh, you know, I think that as we work through this season and we experiment with some different ideas and, and uh, our attendees understand what IMS Outdoors is all about, I think we're only going to continue to grow attention and, and find more creative ways to do interesting things around motorcycling. Right. So let's talk about the venues one more time. We got, you already did Sonoma, uh, Northern California, and then we got yep. Chicago. Yeah, uh, outside of Chicago, uh, we're going to be at Gobert's Farm, uh, which is um, anybody who's you know uh, in that area knows that that's that's where you go to get your your pumpkins come Halloween. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's a uh, it's going to be one of the most fun outdoor venues. I'm I'm certain of that. Um, it's uh, it's in Pine uh, or sorry, Pingree Grove, uh, Illinois. Um, so again, if you live in the city, you know, you don't necessarily want to go cruising around Chicago, but here's yeah. a chance, there's an, a, a catalyst to go out, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, ride a motorcycle out in the country and, and enjoy the motorcycle show. Right. New York city or at the Brooklyn army terminal, right downtown Brooklyn, right on the water. Yeah. Um, at the Carlisle fair fairgrounds in, in Carlisle PA come, come September, second weekend of September. Yeah. So um, yeah, we keep uh, we got, keep churning across the country. And you got now. Have you been to any of these event uh, these uh, venues? Um, I have been to Carlisle, Texas. I've been to Texas Motor Speedway. Um, you know, a few times. Uh, the Sun and Fun Campus is a place I've always wanted to go to. That's in Lakeland near. Um, uh near orlando and uh that's a place i've always wanted to go to because there's fly-ins and i i enjoy airplanes as well um i haven't been to the georgia international horse park but i know that it's a you know pretty premier place that's in conyers not too far away from atlanta and uh, the southern california venue uh is going to be somewhere down i believe in orange county i think that one hasn't been officially announced yet so i don't want to i don't want to scoop our own people on that in that regard but uh but again, each of the um, uh, each of the venues is a little bit different and reflective of the local riding community. How's the one in Pennsylvania? Because I'm going to be going to that one. Carla Fairgrounds is is uh, is awesome. There's uh, you know they've had flat track races out in Carlisle. Oh, okay. and, you know people know that area. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, um, you know open space. It's out in you know sort of rolling you know classic Pennsylvania you know red barns and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, um, should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. Is there any particular uh, venue that you're looking for? Aside from, the, I, I know you mentioned the Central Florida one, Sun and Fun Campus. Is there anyone in particular that you're really looking forward? I'm to? looking forward to, to Nashville, uh, uh, Lebanon. Um, they say Lebanon, not Lebanon. By the okay. way, I got I got my wrist slapped for that for saying <laughs> it wrong. But uh, um, that's that's going to be a lot of fun because it's not that far. Again, not that far away from Nashville. There you go. Uh, yeah, and that same weekend happens to be the big. Um, Jack Daniel's Barbecue Fest in Lynchburg. Oh. So, man, I tell you what, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a motorcycle, you know, road trip, Nashville might just be the one because you could you go know. in and yeah. It, it, <laughs> number one, it's freaking Nashville. You know, I mean, yeah, there's like oh, so yeah, much right. cool stuff to do in Nashville and music, and you can go visit antique archaeology. My friend, oh uh, yeah, that's right, Mike Wolf yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. He's got an amazing, you know, setup down there. Your friend and, Mike Wolf, what are you friends with? This yeah, guy? yeah, he was a buddy through Indian Motorcycles. You know, no so, way. Yeah, so um, so Nashville's you know pretty epic just by itself, and then it's you know rolling beautiful hills. It's a great ride from. So if you were to come into Nashville on Friday, catch some music, you know, check out a little bit of the city and that sort of thing on Saturday morning, then Saturday afternoon, ride out to Lynchburg, Tennessee, enjoy barbecue and 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 the whole Jack Daniels experience in Lynchburg. Yeah. And then roll around, you know, come visit us at the motorcycle show in, in Lebanon on uh you know, on Saturday or Sunday as your schedule allows. I mean, what an epic weekend. I think it's going to be great. Wow. 
That's a 14-hour ride for me. I wonder if I can do that. Of course you can do that. <laughs> I know talk, I can. To you, talk to your Are friends you at Harley Davidson. You kidding me? They'll, they'll loan you something. <laughs> I, I rode the Key West. I can easily ride to this. That's not a big you can, deal. You, you can pull it off. You just got to go the other direction. <laughs> exactly. Uh, generally speaking, what are the days and hours and admission fees for each one of the venues? Are they different? Yeah, broadly, yeah, broadly speaking, it's about 20, 25 bucks a ticket. It changes a little bit per venue. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, sorry, it's it's twenty five dollars if you want a ticket and a shirt and and a t shirt like an event t shirt. Sure. It's twenty dollars if you just want um, want to uh, get in. There's there's weekend passes for like uh, thirty and thirty five dollars. Thirty five bucks gets you the t shirt again, and um, uh, and then the show hours. Uh, generally, uh, our uh, midday Friday um, until you know sort of gets into the evening, uh, and then uh, you know all day Saturday and Sunday during uh, you know regular. We t- we tend to end at uh, five o'clock on Sunday, but uh, yeah, uh, you know I would encourage your listeners who really want to come out and they want to do demo rides um, to to be out, get out there early. Uh, walk directly to the brand and the bikes that you want to try out. Make sure you sign up for those. And then a little inside tip is that, you know, there's like sort of reservation fall off happens in the, you know, the mid later afternoon. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times a lot of bikes open up. So okay. even if they, they look like they've got a full schedule at lunchtime, you know, it's a, it's a chance to, you know, catch some adventure out lectures or, or the stunt show or whatever. Uh, and then walk back through the demo area again, and you may be able to pick up some bonus uh, demo rides. Are they doing the um, the media tour again this year? Yeah, we do the media tour in um, some venues. We encourage um, our media friends out there listening in to get in touch with us at uh, imspr at informa.com. Right. And um, that team will get you all set up with passes and, and uh, give you a little bit of backgrounder and that sort of thing. So... Uh, we'll be doing a media tour, certainly in um, New York uh, and definitely in Southern California, sort of like the big official, everyone hold on to the rope and we're going to go from, from here to here to here <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. but, um, but we always welcome media and, uh, and, and particularly folks who have a, a good social media uh, influencer uh, you know, program and, um, and folks who have, have outreach into... Not just motorcycling, but we have a ton. That's one thing we haven't even talked about is the e-cycles, the uh, the electric assist cycles. Yeah, you know, are, are a massive part of the show. And uh, and if you haven't ridden one of those things, oh my God, are they fun? You know, it's funny because I'm last year I, I spoke to Lauren Lauren Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Who, well, actually, I was supposed to be interviewing tonight, and you got the ball instead. But I spoke with Lauren last year while at the show. And uh, I believe it was Giant Bicycles had their e-bikes there. And I said, you got to do more of this. There are dozens of bike manufacturers out there that are creating, that are making these electric bikes. Get them here. This is what they need to see because they're there. We took your advice to heart. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's definitely happening. And uh, um, the, uh, I mean, Giant uh, has direct ties in the... um, in the uh, motorcycle industry, Eddie Lawson is one of their sponsored, you know, people and, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. And they are, um, they're, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a list of all the different venues they're at, but, uh, boy, I tell you what, we had uh, giant and FXS was out there and, uh, um, live was out there. And I mean, it was just really, really just, a. um, a, a big mix of uh, there was even like a sort of electric, you know, powered like stand up scooters. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. You could yeah. demo. And uh, for those with with good, strong ankles and a sense of balance, there was even some of those one wheel things that, uh, that no, I'm a little you. I'm a little petrified to get on one yeah, of those things. I'll but pass. Uh, but <laughs> there's um, Harley yeah, Davidson. That, Harley Davidson has their one uh, electric bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. They did. There's their series one. I think it's called. And yeah. And, series one, uh, right. Yeah, and that again, talk about build quality. Holy cow! Do those guys know how to pay attention to the details? That that is a. Are they going to be there? They were at the last one in Sonoma. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so that was like sort of three Harley brand, four actually, because the Stasic, uh, you know, electric 
uh, powered balance bikes were there as well. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, Harley's really stepped up their program. They introduced the new Sportster. Yeah. And the yeah. first place you could see it publicly was at the IMS show. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. So, um, that is uh, the electric side of our industry. Even if you just love to hear a motor run and, and you think that that's the only way that you could ride a motorcycle. Um, you got to experience an electric bike because uh, a lot of people who ride them, they just, they don't, it's a different kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, the closest I can equate it to, it's like a, a propeller airplane versus a jet airplane. And, um, uh, and they're both fun. They're different, but they're both fun. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely worth experience. I mean, we we'll, we pay for the gas and the electrons when once you buy your ticket, you know the rest is covered. So uh, so just get in here, bring your gear, and and come for a motorcycle ride with us. Perfect. Now, how can people learn more about the IMS shows and the attractions? See, it's funny. I I, I said that again. IMS shows, which like which we joke about on the podcast. It's IMS yeah. IMS show show. So show show. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, now we can say IMS. We did. Con- Contract it down to just IMS. Okay. So, uh, but just IMS Outdoors. But if you just go to MotorcycleShows.com. Yeah. Or if you look up the hashtag IMS Outdoors, you'll find them on all the all the platforms. Sure. And um, uh, MotorcycleShows.com has a ton of information. We've got podcasts. We've got videos. We've got uh, – I host a podcast there called Center Stand Podcast, which is more industry-focused. Yeah. And uh, – and then we have a great podcast with Sam Bendall that um, it's called Reserve Tank that talks about all things like motorcycling, more from the consumer side of stuff. And and um, but that MotorcycleShows.com website has uh, has all kinds of information. And of course, links to these podcasts and other things like that are available on the uh, website. Correct. Yeah, on the website and wherever you get your favorite podcast, probably right next door to yours. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so what's next for Robert Panya? Oh, my gosh. Next for me is uh, I'm actually uh, I, I recently bought a used Airstream. So I took a I took a bunch of time to kind of refurbish that and get it all cleaned up and ready to go. And I'm going to take that on um, on the rest of the IMS tour. Oh, Nice. Yeah, except for Brooklyn. There's no, you know, Brooklyn is no <laughs> place no for place. an Airstream trailer. <laughs> no, the there is not. <laughs> no, so uh, there are no campgrounds in uh, Manhattan. No, so, I, really, no. shocking, oh. shocking. There are people camping, but that's different. <laughs> that's so um, uh, anyway, the uh, 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 I'm going to be doing that entire tour, but I'm going to kick it off actually with uh, a trip up to Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, I'm going to go to the pre-Sturgis party in Mitchell oh, uh, nice. with my friend Brian Clock, uh, and then I'm going to Sturgis. And Sturgis, I'm working with the Why We Ride team from that fantastic oh, film. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah. And Why We Ride is hosting. This is unbelievable. In 81 years, there's never been an official rap party for Sturgis. Are you serious? Yeah, and Brian wow. Carroll, Mister Mister Hollywood, right? He's like, where's the rap party? There isn't one. Well, I'm going to throw it. And so we're, we're hosting um, the rap party uh, really? at, at the Buffalo Chip. Uh, and um, that's going to be the Friday of, of Rally Week. Uh, there's only like 250 tickets. And um, that is it's all going towards um, charity and building a uh, facility to counsel and for therapy for uh, victims of sexual abuse and oh, um, child, child molestation and things like that in Wonderful. South Dakota. So it's, it's uh, um, we've really got a, a great program there. And I know we've already got a bunch of motorcycle celebrities and, and folks like that who oh, are wow. going to be joining us. And it's going to be a lot of fun because the theme of that rap party is a luau. So we're giving we're giving everybody Hawaiian shirts, and so we're getting away from you know the oh. get your motor running black t shirt stuff. And uh, which, are we, are we going to see you in uh, we, for the entire week? So, but, but we're busting out some Hawaiian shirts. For are we, uh, we going to see you in coconuts and a hula skirt? Uh, you know, for for the right charity contribution, I, I'm willing to do that, Ted. I'll st- I'll step it up if somebody else does. You know, how many times have you been to Sturgis? Uh, I think this. You know, I kind of lose count, but I think I'm. Uh, twelve. I really? Think. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. I have never been. You know, it's pretty amazing, and it's it. You know, it looks. It's not just like a street full of you know um, 
rock and roll roadies. You know, that's, yeah. that was, you know, that's what everybody thought it always looked like. And the reality is, uh, I, I call it adult Halloween there. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. You get, to, you get to go kind of go take a break and, and, and catch a bunch of great concerts. And there's tons of vendors. There's, again, demo rides and things yeah, like that. And, I know. Yeah. Um, it's, and just, it's just been a money and time is, thing. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the rally, so a lot of people don't know, the rally started with racing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was a big part of it. So there's like flat track racing and hill climbing and stuff. But, man, I tell you, the Black Hills are just one of America's gems that oh, so few people know about and, and experience. And it's absolutely worth a trip to go out there, go to Devil's Tower, Mount Rushmore, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just beautiful terrain to ride a motorcycle. Someday. That's what I always say. Uh, well, so, <laughs> it's just Carlisle, PA. You know, maybe you can catch the Carlisle show on your way back from Sturgis. <laughs> That's a hell of a long road trip, man. That's I don't know if you got plants you got to water, but uh, uh, I got to retire yeah. first, then I can do it. <laughs> right, fair enough. Hey, uh, any final words of those wanting to attend the twenty-one? Uh, well, I just I want to say that it's a family show. Yeah. You know, um, it is. Uh, there's something for everyone there. So, so if you're you know hardcore into motorcycling and you want to see some cool radical customs, that's there. If you're um, uh, if you're new to motorcycling and you're just scared to ask that first question, we have great hosts who are there. If you want to you know introduce your your nephew or um, or you're, you know, running a big brother program and, and you're looking for, you know, something to do there's, there's, it's, it's just really a great family experience. And, uh, um, and we definitely invite everybody out there to come, come join us. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's for, that's for sure. Robert, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast and talking with me about, um, IMS outdoors and yeah, looking forward to it this year. Hey, we appreciate the attention, and maybe you can uh, maybe you can rally up a bunch of your listeners and do an official Motorcycle Men podcast ride out to Carlisle. How about that? You know, that's not a bad idea at all. All you got to all you got to do to to create an official ride is tell everyone to be at a certain diner at a certain <laughs> time. That's not hard to do. That's <laughs> not hard to do, and then you all just kick stands up at ten thirty yeah. and start rolling towards the show, and you'll have a good time. Not a bad idea. I think I might do that. Robert, thank thank you very much for being on the show. I definitely appreciate it. Hey, you take care of yourself. We'll see you down the road. The Motorcycle Men Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go head on over there to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate and see your money go to someplace where it actually makes a difference. And of course, the Gold Star Ride Foundation, we're helping families of fallen soldiers. Now, if you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org to learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. Thanks for joining me and Robert Pandya here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Now, you can learn more about the International Motorcycle Show outdoors at MotorcycleShows.com. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. And if you haven't bought your tickets for the event yet this year, I highly suggest you go over to MotorcycleShows.com and definitely go. It's definitely worth it. Get yourself a, a great ride. As you heard here in this interview today, you're going to have a lot of fun. It's worth it. All right, now don't forget to go over to Motorcycle Men YouTube channel. Watch some of the many videos that we have there over there on, on Ted Shed and in the T Ride with Ted videos. I'm a little behind, but I'll, I'll catch up sooner or later. And for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safely, kids. 